Welcome back, everybody, to the Boiler Upload Podcast. I know we had about a one-week hiatus there, but things are slowing down. But they're never slowing down when you're on I-65, either going to Indianapolis Airport or the O'Hare Airport, because you're riding fine with Reindeer Shuttle. Our sponsor is happy to take you to either airport, and they will get you there quickly and safely. So that is Reindeer Shuttle. I had to make the trip to Chicago this weekend. We had a little uh, little stay there with the girlfriend. Had a vehicle just flat out slam on the brakes like three times on 65. It was, it was a lot of fun. I, I'd oh, yeah. much rather be in a bus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what's wonderful about Reindeer Shuttle. They'll get you there. They'll get you there safe. Uh, that would be the voice also of... Casey Bartley. He is with us this week on the Boiler Upload podcast, and it is just myself, Travis Miller, and Casey, as we're here to discuss pretty much uh, all things Zach Eady right now, as he was busy with the NBA Combine, and Casey, what can you tell us about what happened? Um, Not a whole lot, because that's kind of how the NBA Combine works. Um, what did happen is Zach Eady went there and measured. He didn't... Uh, didn't do all the drills Did some of them um, pretty much found out that he is a giant human being. I believe it was seven foot three barefoot, 306 pounds, seven, 10 and a half, eight, 10, nine, seven inch. Wow. There are not many people on planet earth, let alone the NBA that have those kind of measurements. So I think anytime you can see that, you put it on paper. Obviously, the questions about his fit is a deeper one, but just a gigantic human being, which I think we all mm-hmm. know. But when you add that he's 7'3", and his wingspan is somehow seven inches longer than that, that's wild. That is nuts. And... I know he was able to show off kind of a little bit more range too, because uh, Matt Painter's always been big on he can shoot. We just don't have him do that, and this seemed to be one of the first times where he could show that yes, yes, indeed, he can shoot uh, outside of five feet from the rim. Yeah, um, I've seen it a few times in warmups where he can take him a three or two, and hasn't been. It hasn't looked as bad as you would think it would. Um, that would obviously be a skill that would make him look a lot more valuable and potentially playing in the NBA. Granted, I don't know how much you can really take from shooting in a controlled setting like that in a shooting drill. I, I could make NBA threes just standing there without anyone in my way. Without the timing, without someone in your face, it's it's not something that is translated to a game, which I think you would have to see to really value that as a thing, but it's there. It's good. It, it's better than he couldn't shoot at all, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But now, if he were to return to Purdue, do you think they work that in a little bit more or no? I have a hard time believing it. Um, Edie, I will say when he did the lane agility drill, surprisingly good for a guy that big. Um I can tell you, like, he had 11.37 seconds. That's not going to mean anything to you. It's when they run back and forth on the cones. Right. But there are some names on here. Amani Bates, familiar? Uh, the guy that's ridiculously, hilariously overrated and couldn't do anything <clears throat> sure. in Eastern Michigan. Was the number one recruit out of high school at one point. 
thought to be an NBA lock two years ago. Went to Memphis, now wherever. He was 11.54 seconds. He is not seven foot three, 300 pounds. There is a long list of names like Trace Jackson Davis. Mm-hmm. You've heard of him? Athlete, oh, right? Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, 11.8 seconds. Point a half second slower than Zach Eady on an agility drill. So pretty much the question is, Zach Eady, an archetype that's going to help a team win playoff games. If not, are they going to be willing to take a chance on him instead of a high upside athlete, a guard, a shooter, someone who fits more cleanly into the NBA? Maybe. There probably is a team or two, but no promise now is going to carry a ton of weight. Maybe if you hear from three or four people that say they want you and they want you to play into the rotation, which I think is pretty clear what Edie's looking for. Right. If he doesn't have that, it's a certainty. Matt Painter said that on the call. He knows what he can get at Purdue. He knows there's money. There's going to be more money this year. There's a giant game in Toronto happening. By the way, Purdue's playing in Toronto against Alabama. That's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And, and that that in and of itself is interesting. How much can that add, like nil wise? Or I'm there's all that's probably the next topic we can talk about is the nil factor. Right. It's probably a pretty good check, Travis. Um, TVs pay a lot for games. I would imagine there's going to be a big, big whole bunch of commercials about Ed being there. They'll be have them up around the arena, around the city. I would imagine that's a pretty good check. Also, we've not really heard anything from Purdue's side about that game. Are they trying to keep it quiet for a reason? Because it's not hmm. guaranteed he's going to be there, or they didn't want it out yet. They wanted that to be part of the return. I don't know. But there is more money in college than ever. If he gets the visa, there's more money. We've not seen a player like Edie have NIL opportunities. Come back. Player, unanimous player of the year. Oscar Shibway did it in Kentucky. But his team kind of fell in a wayward a little bit. And it's kind of not as interesting a story as someone that is as big as Zach Eady, whose story has caught on as much as it has already with a team that took a historic loss last year. There, the eyes and spotlight and the potential to rack in money from name image likeness. I mean, is there going to be a bigger name in college basketball than Zach Eady next year? If he comes back? Mm-hmm. No, not really. It's not like, uh, I mean, LeBron Jr. is not going to get that much attention, I know. Yeah, he might, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like there's just, it is a unique position for a Purdue athlete. Um, it's a unique position for Zach Eady. Um, it's a unique position for someone that was a unanimous player of the year to come back. Second year in a row it's happened. Those are the only two times if he does. And it's just. Being a big man in the NBA is not that thankful of a job right now. Granted, it's the dream. But it's... I think Edie's been very clear that he's going to take up to the last minute. I understand that. And that's probably going to be the case. Not going to hear until the last second. I would be... I personally lean on the side. I would be surprised if an NBA team tells him enough of what he wants to hear to risk what he could bring back at Purdue. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Now, I've, I, I've talked to 
offhand a couple NBA guys a little more familiar with the scouting process. There's just not a clean fit. It really isn't. And it's, it's, it is a tough decision because you want to root for the kid. Obviously you want to see him in the NBA. You want to see how it looks, but is that risk enough when you know, pretty confident he will make seven figures at Purdue next year. And that's, that is a hefty amount to turn down when, you know, I have no idea what a guaranteed contract is for a second rounder, but probably not that much, honestly. Right. It's right around there. Um, I think it's 800,000 last time I looked, but yeah, it's, can he improve his stock? Can he get a chance to play this year? He doesn't want to go to the G league, which makes sense. Cause you can't tell me a year in the G league is probably going to help his NBA career in the future. It's not as fun of a life. I wouldn't think it would be that fun of a life for a guy that's seven foot three. Is it really that beneficial? I mean, you've seen what Travion Williams is putting up in the G League, and he's not even getting a look. Right. So, yeah, it's it's all speculation at this point. Obviously, Edie has a pretty tight circle. Um, Painter's off on the recruiting trail. And Purdue's entire season hangs right now. The future and trajectory of the program hangs in the balance of these next 10 days and what Edie hears and what he doesn't. And he's going to make a decision and things will change drastically one way or the other. Hmm. And, and see, I keep going back and I keep going back and forth on this. And obviously he chooses to return. I think Purdue is a lock top five team. Don't you agree? hundred percent closer to yeah. one than five closer to one than five. I almost feel like, and maybe I'm just burned by what has happened in the tournament in recent years. I almost feel like Purdue is a better tournament team, but not as good of a regular season team. If he returns, I don't believe that all the things that we, that, that Purdue needs to get better on are not really things that Edie took away from them, making open shots, getting to the hoop. Sure. Edie stands in the middle, but there were lanes to drive. There were, plenty of spots where if Purdue's offense was humming even a little bit, they, everything is so easy because he's on the floor. Wide open threes, defenses that have to go chaotic and crazy, free throws. All of that happens with Zach Eady on the floor. He is the bona fide best player in college basketball last year. They ran through everyone to start the year. They were number one seven weeks out of the year with two true freshman guards. Not in the top 100 recruit. Lawyer was maybe 80, I think, something like that. Something like that, yeah. So with that, with a team full of players playing out of out of their normal rotation the year before, um, some obvious weaknesses, but he was able to carry them to a Big Ten title, a Big Ten tournament title, a 22-1 start, a seven weeks of number one. I They won the Phil Knight Invitational. They beat Duke. They beat West Virginia. They beat Gonzaga. There is nothing you could say or possibly try to talk it into that Zach Eady coming back would be a downfall for Purdue. True. Everyone else needs to get better around Zach Eady. Yeah, uh, I, I can agree with you on that because, uh, you know, that I, I when you look at the numbers of what happened, what happened in March was not Eady's fault. I mean, 
he put up the numbers that that was needed, and it really was a case of you just needed somebody to hit open shots, really. Hit a three, get to the hoop. And I think we've touched on it a time or two. Those players are coming. Miles Colvin, Lance Jones, Camden Heidi should all, in theory, be able to take more advantage of that space on the offensive side at the rim and at the three-point line. Purdue is a better team than they were last year. Fletcher Lawyer and Braden Smith are going to improve significantly. And if Zach Eady comes back, who also just happens to improve significantly every season in ways Mm -hmm. that are astounding. He was a 20-minute bench player and immediately became a 30-plus minute a night national player of the year. Bring him back one more time with the NBA very much. Like, he knows the next step is the NBA. He, He, if nothing else, We'll know exactly what the NBA thinks of him and where he needs to improve for next season. And we've seen that Zach Eady, with a blueprint, will get there, will improve, and get better. And if he does, we are talking all-time generational dominant college basketball player. That's got to mean a little bit. A little bit, yeah. And... Technically, he could come back for two more years. I don't yeah, expect yeah, it. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll take the one and not ask for another. See, here, here's what I fear with that, unfortunately, is, you know, if he returns and Purdue does as well as we expect them to do, you know, preseason top five, maybe even preseason number one, unfortunately, he's he and the team are going to be judged on what happens in March. And, you know, it's it's unfair, I think, really. And I really kind of think it's unfair for what happened with this last team. But, uh, you know, you want to see them compete. And I'm just wondering how much of his decision is going to be the, he wants another chance at that. He doesn't want to go out with, quite frankly, the worst loss in NCAA tournament history. I think we think about that. I think right now he's thinking about the NBA. It's all he's talked about. True. That's that's his decision because his future is lying there. And mm-hmm. if the NBA opens up, that's it. And college sucks, sure, but like you get to go do it for real, all the way <laughs> for real. So now, I don't. What are- what are the NIL rules and limitations on what he can get paid and with the visa status up in the air and everything? What, you know, I mean, pretty much the visa is for people of a certain, uh, celebrity, almost you're well known enough that you can get an exception to make money right now. All the money he makes has to come through Canada. Mm -hmm, I knew that. So you're pretty much just taking that off. You're saying he can make money in the U.S. Okay. So that, that just that makes everything look. easier. Oh, yeah. Everything that, easier. That raises the amount he can get too, probably. Correct. Yeah. I, there's not a cap. The NCAA didn't make a cap. There's no cap. You can make as much money in the NIL as you want. Um, that's ridiculous, but like, <laughs> that's how it is. So this literally just makes it that anything in the U.S. he can make money on. Well, not whatever the rules are in place, but he could make money through the U S and not just through Canada. Obviously that opens up a whole bunch of stuff. Purdue is also going to Europe this year. They're a COVID delayed trip. So this team is going to get a chance to gel 
more than most teams. They're going to get real games against real adults, real men in European leagues against European teams this summer. Lance Jones, Camden Heidi, Miles Colvin, they're going to be a step ahead of other players just playing their first game at the start of the season. So they're the season, if Zach Eady comes back, is as dream a scenario as you could possibly have. You're sucking me back in, Casey. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how pessimistic I am. But I, I think the next, the next 10 days is about Zach Eady. It's not, not about Purdue. And I think right. that's the toughest thing to do as a fan. And it's the toughest way to frame it because right now he is trying to figure out what possible things are out ahead of him, not behind. He can make mm-hmm. peace with the behind either way. Mm-hmm. And I still think Purdue's going to be very, very good without him. Correct. If he chooses not to come back. I mean, it'll be different. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, honestly. I think um, Painter had some very interesting words to say about Trey Kaufman Wren last week. Pretty much that he didn't get Trey ready enough to defend the four. So he couldn't mm-hmm. really play the four. And Purdue really needed that offensive power. And this year, regardless of if Edie comes back or not, a big part of Painter's plan is to get TKR more involved. Kaufman Wren is one of the more interesting college players in the country. He has the body of someone that looks like he can be a stretch five, but bullies down low, like an old school five. Yeah. Couldn't really defend the four last year. Painter's taken some blame on that. So if, if the mission is to get TKR ready to play four and five, so he's Edie's backup and taking, you know, 10 to 12 minutes at the four. That's interesting. Um, I think, Trey and Zach offer a very unique Twin Towers approach because Kaufman Wren can bully inside, but he can also step outside. He can also pass inside. He can also move pretty well. Also a pretty good rebounder. So you're just stacking up strengths on the court. If he's not a liability on defense and everyone else on Purdue is better on defense, all of a sudden this Purdue team really does have more firepower not in a traditional way that I think most people thought with a guard or shooting or attacking the rim. But if you have another mismatch on the court inside, who can also step outside, somebody was five of 20 from three last year. If that gets a little better, if he gets a little more comfortable with the ball in his hand, making decisions, I think you have a recipe for a very dynamic and interesting offense that the pieces around them are going to be a little easier fit. And again, guards that are going to be more experienced and know how to handle all that. Oh, and you still have Caleb first and uh, Mason mm-hmm. Gillis there too, that you got to work in some minutes too. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of four minute or there's a lot of, uh, a lot of capable fours on the team and not a whole bunch of minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's going to be one of the more interesting things to figure out. Should he return? So We'll see. We'll see. It's it's very interesting. Um, I think Purdue's going to look very, very different if he does not come back. But I, you know, I trust the development of first and TKR at the five there. And you still have Wilberg that can hopefully come in and give you a few minutes if needed. Uh, who's another 
different type of uh, seven footer and everything else. So would you say Will Berg is a little bit more like a Matt Harms type or no? He can shoot the ball. So that makes him obviously a different candidate than Edie. Uh, what I got to see of him in practice this season inside didn't look comfortable with the ball to his back or the basket to his back. Not really a low post threat, but he's gigantic. He's mm. seven, one, seven, two, not scrawny like harms, not going to get pushed around in the same way. Doesn't have the endurance that harms or Edie has can't won't be able to give you, you know, 25, not what he's going to be asked to do this year. But he moves really well for his size. And I think that's something that Matt Harms did have success with, with the pick and roll, was able to really pull in defenders inside, screen on the move. I think that kind of stuff he could offer in the three-point shooting, it definitely gives a new dynamic. He's battled Edie. The question will be, can he rebound effectively? And can he defend? Mm-hmm. That's what Painter always talks about, too, is he wants guys that can run, rebound, and defend. And uh, that, that's big. You're not going to play if you can't run, rebound, and defend, regardless of position. Right. Um, but, like, if Edie comes back, there's not going to be many minutes for Berg. Yeah. I, I would be shocked. Suffering another foot injury. I don't know. Can they stretch that into another medical red shirt? Who knows? But if Edie doesn't come back, it's the Drake Hoffman show. Well, that could Point be a very good thing. So, uh, well, I guess uh, that brings us to our last question. Do you think he comes back or not? I still feel it's pretty 50 50. I'm going to go. I'm going to say he comes back, but that's based on nothing. But the NBA does not tend to take chances in this way anymore. And I would imagine that if the visa gets cleared, it's going to be a little too sure of a thing to what he can get at Purdue to take that risk. Interesting. Interesting. I, I've got a feeling he comes back, but I, I only base that sure solely on feeling. Uh, I think, uh, I think he definitely cares very much about Purdue. I, I think he, you know, sees the potential that's there. And like you said, the money can be there. I don't think the money is an issue. And unfortunately I just, I, I'm having a hard time seeing where his game translates to the modern NBA. If this were 1992, yeah, he's probably the number one overall pick. <laughs> game it's is wild how quick now. things change. Right, right. I mean, and he can only do so much. But I, I do definitely want to see this guy get a chance. I'm hoping that if he comes back, it's not a case of he missed a window, if you will. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he's going to get to play basketball professionally in his career somewhere. And uh, might as well make a little bit of money at Purdue if you can for <laughs> for if it's there. So, yeah, Purdue has a chance to really have a special, special season. They kind of caught everyone by surprise. Seven weeks at number one was crazy last year. It's going to be that from day one with the expectations, with the talent, which with a team that's already been through it. So just the, the unique opportunity ahead of Matt Painter and this program, perhaps if he comes back, that's just, it's hard for me to think of him just leaving the NBA to go sit on the bench, but that's from my perspective. I'm not, 
my dream doesn't happen by going to the NBA. So <laughs> you also are not the one sitting on the bench getting paid, right. you know, $800,000 right. or so, whatever it is. Yeah. So he'll be fine either way. Like yeah, he, he said was- a couple times this week, there's not a bad decision out there for me. So right. that's probably right. And we wish him the best. I mean, he's done he's done everything that you could ask of him at Purdue. If he comes back, he's got an outside chance of becoming Purdue's all-time leading scorer. Uh, obviously, if he takes Purdue to a Final Four or better, I mean, he goes down as an even more legendary player. Um, but yeah, it's I, I don't envy him. Or I do envy him for where he's at, but I don't envy him for how hard of a decision it is he has to make, honestly. Yep, but... Two pretty good pass, so good for yeah. Zach Eady. Amazing cool. where he's come from when he first stepped onto West Lafayette. I, I remember his first game against Liberty when he was like, what, 9 of 10 from the floor and just physically dominant and dunking all over everybody. Turns <laughs> out like, he's still a problem. <laughs> all righty. Well, uh, with that in mind, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, this will be... We'll try and get another episode out as soon as we can. I know I will be on vacation next week, so I don't know if Casey and them are going to record while I'm gone. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, You'll have to talk to Jason Kyle for that. So, Uh, But we do thank you for listening. Uh, We've just kind of wrapped up our first full year here with uh, baseball finishing up on the season. So we are now in off-season mode. So plenty of all-star game activity, football practice, and recruiting all the time. So with that in mind, for Casey and myself, I am Travis Miller, and this has been the Boiler Upload Podcast. Mm-hmm.